0: Welcome to our 11th episode of Sports Stars Magazine's podcast, Know and Go, an Ask the Expert show designed to be an information resource for high school athletes. My name is Chase Bryson, the Managing Editor of Sports Stars. Each episode, we welcome a new professional for a conversation aimed at informing the athletes, coaches, and families who listen. We've brought on physicians before, trainers, we're going to have coaches, we'll also have athletes as the series grows. If you have a question or a topic you'd like to hear discussed or a question you'd like answered, make sure to listen at the end of the show for various options on how to make that happen. Today, we'll be talking track and field with one of the most renowned high school coaches in state history. We're excited to bring on Coach Lee Webb. In three plus decades of leading the James Logan High School program in Union City, he guided the Colts to two state titles and 53 North Coast section crowns. James Logan Athletes set 34 national records during his tenure, collected 36 individual state golds, and 253 NCS golds. Webb has also managed or assisted on a handful of USA Youth World and Youth National teams. He's the founder and president of the Mission Valley Track and Field Club that's produced more than 500 All-Americans over its history. And this coming Saturday, February 18th, he'll be hosting the first of two 2023 bay area track and field clinics led by former olympians it's a well-known event that he's hosted for several years welcome to the show coach thank you so uh before we jump into this weekend's event uh in preparing for this episode i i read that you played as many as seven sports in high school and you went on to become a three-sport athlete uh for southern oregon university out of all of that how did track and field become your true passion I
1: I just had an interest for the decathlon and all the events, so that kind of uh, fueled me in high school. I did a a decathlon in in Oregon and won it, so I'm from a a small, uh, I went to a small high school called Bonanza, Oregon, where we could do everything, you know, that's where a lot of good decathletes are from, actually, you know, Tim Bright, Dan O'Brien, they're all from the same area, Dave Johnson, so uh, they probably have similar stories, but. They gave us a chance to do other events and do well at them. So that was the start. Got and it. The decathlon, you know, was just a challenge. It was a challenge 10 times. So you learned a lot about life just from doing the decathlon.
0: <laughs> For our, our track and field novices, what are all the, the events that go on in the decathlon?
1: Uh, the first day is the 100 meters, long jump, shot put, high jump, 400 meters. Second day, 110 hurdles, discus, pole vault javelin and 1500 man and if you had to pick if you had to pick
0: one of those what was your favorite to do
1: Uh, i love the javelin i mean in oregon we could you know we can throw it in high school so gotcha Uh, i definitely love the javelin when i coached the javelin at a school south all of me right by corvallis we we had like probably 100 javelin throwers by itself just in the one event it was uh, now that's uh, one of the guys that invented the turbo javel and that's why uh, it's a big connection with him because that's starting you can start throwing when you're three four years old the turbo javelin has a rubber tip on it
0: oh very cool so let's jump into this weekend's event it's the learning by doing track and field what, what you're calling the mini clinic uh for this one uh, featuring uh several former olympians you've You've run these for several years now. Um, share with us kind of how it got started and what inspired you and and how long it's been running.
1: Well, I started out as a coach at James Logan High School in Union City. So, I mean, there was no clinics going around on in the area. So, decided to start one. It was more just in the gym and then we had, you know, three or four Olympians come. Then it expanded from there to a one-day, two-day golf tournament in it. <laughs> and we haven't hosted it for since 2019 was the last one and so this is it's a mini clinic because there's we're not covering all the events and it's definitely not going to be as big but there's not that much going around going on as far as clinics go even sit down ones really and to learn by doing I think is uh very good for the you know the kids to be able to work with the Olympians pretty much all day and just have a progression of teaching and uh they learn a lot and, and, you know, just being around somebody that's done the best in the world in their event. When you first started this, who were the first couple Olympians that you had? Yeah, I think, well, like a lot of, oh, Jeff Atkinson. I mean, I, this is way back in the, mm. in the eighties. This 80s, is the eighties. So Hawkins, cause some Olympic coaches, Dr. Bataki, Ladislav Bataki, he's passed away. Uh, he was working with CyberVision, uh, I think Mac Wilkins, uh, the jumps, Ray Kimball, you know, some of the local people. Oh, uh, yeah. We didn't even go outside those first, uh, that first one. And then after that, we went, we started going outside. And then, you know, the 2019, we had about 30 of the Olympians from the 1968 Olympic team. Wow, John Carlos, Tommy Smith, Mel Pender—I mean, I don't—you've probably heard of mm-hmm. all those guys. Uh, yeah. Bob Beeman, <laughs> Dick Fosbury. So over time, yeah, we've developed friendships. So they like coming out here. Um, but I don't—I no longer coach at Logan, so it makes it a little tougher for facilities and just putting on that size of an event. That's that's one of the reasons we're at
0: go. Is there, is there one Olympian that you are most proud to, uh, to feature over the years? Or do you have any favorite memories from past clinics?
1: Uh, I mean, they're all, they're all tremendous people. I yeah. mean, it's amazing, but, uh, uh, Petron- Tom Patronoff will be here this time. I mean, he's definitely an innovator. The guys that innovated their events, Fosbury yeah. invented the Fosbury flop. Tom, the, the, turbo javelin and all the other accessories to, so kids can throw it from age three to whatever age, <laughs> but I guess the one, you know, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, you know, the 68 Olympic stand, uh, those are the guys that I, that have the most unique and stories about things that we should all know. Yes. Or yeah, you know, Lee Evans or anybody on that '68 Olympic team. The clinic was based around Willie Davenport who passed away. He was a captain of that team. So all those guys would be coming. Wyoming Atias or it was mainly older Olympians. And then we tried to put in some, uh, some of the current or younger Olympians as well, but it, it all developed around Willie and all of his friends. You know, Bob Beeman was on that team. Yeah, a whole bunch of them it was yeah, incredible stuff.
0: So what can athletes expect from, from this weekend's event? Uh, you said you're not, you're not hitting on all, all of the, uh, all of the events in this, in this clinic. Um, who, who do you expect to, uh, to be there and what will the events that you're going to be focused on be? Uh, well, definitely
1: the Javelin cause Tom, he's coming all the way from Florida. So, and he's, you know, the inventor of the turbo Javelin. I mean, he was, we're ranked in the top 10 in the world, 10 times. Wow. World record holder. He threw 327. And he, somebody just saw him throwing a baseball around and asking him to come out and throw the javelin. A year later, he was the world <laughs> record holder. I mean, so he's a good one. Then Kenny Harrison, who still holds the Olympic record in the triple jump at 59.4 and a half wow. uh, from 1996 uh, in the triple jump. And I mean, he can do all the he long jump. He long jumped 27. He high jumped 7.3. He's probably the best all-around jumper in the history of track and field. Uh, Michael Granville, who holds the national record in all the 800s from 9th grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. Ryan Woodward, who's Olympian in the 800 and 2000. Uh, some former athletes that went to our high school that represented the United States in, uh, in different events, especially the hurdles. Kevin Craddock, he still holds three World Age Group records. Uh, he broke 24 national records in high school. Talia Stewart, who broke a national record in the 400 hurdles. Uh, Eddie Hart is another guy. He's another gym. Yeah. From Pittsburgh. Uh, he was the world's fastest human in 1972 gold medalist. You know, a variety of other people that are going to show up to help that were, uh, Logan athletes that went on to college and Olympic trials and represented the United States and won in one level or another and also we're uh going to be talking about the cal state east bay program that's going to be restarting norm Alston, he was an all-american the triple jump so the program they're going to redo the whole track you know make it a track and field facility next year marcel he too who was who was on uh, he was a saudi arabia olympic coach uh, he was a coach at cal state east bay when they did have a tremendous program and a it kind of dwindled down for a while. They cut it for a while. And now it's coming back. So uh, we're definitely going to emphasize and try to help Cal State get their program going. That's really cool. I hadn't heard that. That's awesome. And then, yeah, then there's a couple other javelin throwers who are in Olympic trials. Uh, one I coached in 1984. who threw 230-210 in high school. Ken Weinberg. And then Nick Howe, who's in he 270 in the javelin. So And then there'll probably be some people just show up because that that happened, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I I I one story when we we're having the click, Mac Wilkins. He says, oh, yeah, this guy's gonna come and pick me up. You know, and we we're I think it was at the end of the clinic, and it happened to be Al Furbach. <laughs> he was the world record holder in the shot put at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I go, that looks like Al Furbach." He goes, Yeah, that is <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, man. there's lots of stories because we, you know, we did the clinic for about 30 years.
0: You make this event open to all ages and skill levels, though. I'd imagine the majority of the athletes attending are youth and high school level. What's the number one thing you want those kids to take away from a clinic like the one that you're hosting Saturday?
1: Yeah, I just want them to be, get the chance to be, you know, coached by an elite coach, athlete. Uh, get to know that they're just no different than you are. Yeah, you know, or they pretty much do the same things we do. They just worked hard. were blessed with maybe some skills, but they all have a story on how they, you know, they all had their struggles. So they all yeah. have a story that they can tell, and many experiences that can help them and in, in, in their life to be a you know better track and field athlete and a person and in society. Yeah, especially the older Olympians, they have tremendous life lessons that they can share. And we're actually going to two schools tomorrow to taking three guys to go share some of those stories. You can look all these guys up on the YouTube and they'll have video of them and th- doing things in their communities. You know, they, don't, they didn't make big money like, you know, but they're just as good as athletes as the people making millions of dollars out there. They have a huge influence on people.
0: So do you guys start the day indoors with, with them talking or is it all just out on the track?
1: No, it's all, it'll all be out on the track. Nine to nine 30. Introduce everybody. Nine 30 to 11 45 events. Uh, I suggest they stay with the same events. They can rotate around if they want to try something else. We'll have a quick break, 30 minutes for lunch, drink. And then from uh 12, 15 to two more events. And then we'll have a closing with all the, for questions and answers. I have some posters too that they can, uh, some pens where they can get autographs on a poster that's uh, it been developed and uh, get their, you know, they're a resource. So they're, they're, they have no problem giving their email out and analyzing technique or things they could do to make themselves better in
0: the event. How many kids do you just get come out that are, are trying it for the first time? Because you say all skill levels. Do you get like... Um, uh, well, there'll be a lot of them. I run
1: a club. Yeah. So, I after when the COVID hit, I started, I, I used my club for high school mostly, but now I probably have 100 kids that are 10 and under. So, most of them never done any events. Wow. And then, you know, some population, like we have a lot of uh, Indian population because of the, the guy that won the Olympics and the javelin, <laughs> Chopra. So, uh, that's really encouraged people on that type of community to come out. They never tried the event, especially the javelin. Right. I got kids three, four years old, you know, <laughs> wanting to throw the turbo javelin. I mean, it's pretty cool. That is yeah, cool. Most of them are all new to the sport. Uh, we, we're not starting them. And there's not enough opportunities to start them a little younger, like in some of the other sports, soccer, baseball, football
0: we can revisit this week's event and remind folks the details when we wrap up before that though, I would like to get back to your career and passion for track and field. I'm I'm sure James Logan has several athletes from other sports that you convinced to come out to the track and during the spring and, and try the sport. And obviously, as you just said right now, you're trying to get uh, much more youth um, starting the sport earlier. What's your pitch to kids who may not be considering the sport? What do you, what do you tell them about track and field that, that, uh, well I, I mean I, I think in
1: every sport you need to have speed so uh, speed flexibility mobility so I think track and field does that for you Of uh the 13 I'll see we have 14 uh, 14 athletes that played pro or played pro football or do they all did track and field when I was there uh two two or three basketball players like Phil Handy mm-hmm. he's on the Lakers staff Nate Robinson. He came out hurdled. He was at Logan for one year. Eddie House. Yep. And then, you know, football, uh, there's the right. There's one that plays for the Cowboy Williams. You know, they all came out to get better. Were encouraged because of their speed, and they started in the club uh, that we had going. So, most of this stuff's through the Mission Valley Track and Field Club. I mean, I got a grant from USA Track and Field to help put on a couple clinics.
0: I'm, I'm sure the many young athletes you've worked with over the years have been fascinated by your ties to so many celebrity athletes in the field. Is there a story yeah, you like to tell them, um, you know, working with them about your time with those elite athletes that, that you use a teaching tool or a lesson pointer for the younger ones?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever had been able to do to start. I didn't realize that you know, all the people you can connect. I, I just called these guys and asked them and, and they became my friends. And there's, I mean, they have so many things to share. So, I mean, I, I got to listen to the 68, getting ready for the, going on to the awards ceremony many times, you know, how, how little they got paid when they're in Europe, you know, for food money or just making money in general. You know, the things that Tommy Smith and John Carlos went through after, They're basically thrown out of Mexico city by the Olympic team. You know, you know, I I just think not that many years ago that that they, you know, society started accepting what they really did. What kind of a stance it really made for many people coming up as they get older.
0: A lot of high school athletes, um, uh, who play track or a lot of high school track and field athletes are about to get ready for their season. What, what um what sort of what's the uh, one piece of advice you can give those athletes as they as they prepare for for another season in track and field? What do you like to yeah, tell I mean, your kids? T-
1: track and fields a technical sport so uh, I mean learning the technique and training and doing it properly that can really accelerate your performance to a much higher level. Yeah, you know, that's for sure. That's that's one of the reasons that we have these to expose not just the you know the athletes the parents other coaches you know, people of all age to, uh, you know, m- more techniques where you can get to a, a place faster. And just, I mean, if you have poor technique, you're not going to reach your potential. I mean, it's it's just about being the best you can be. And that's with Tom and Kenny and some of the, the hurdlers, Kevin Craddock and those. I mean, that's what you're going to find out when you come out there. You can always take those skills with you. And the, these guys can always be a resource for you
0: great stuff coach so so one last time let's revisit the the details of the february 18th mini clinic um it's taking place from 9 a.m to 2 p.m at chabot college in hayward it's free to athletes who are registered who are registered with pacific association of usa track and field and 20 dollars for those who aren't Um, yes where can athletes register and what else do they need to know
1: uh, they can register on missionvalleytrackandfield.com. Uh, there'll be a you know place on their Olympian clinic. Uh, just come ready to work out. Uh, I'm glad it's not going to rain or sound. It looks like it's going to be in the sixties, maybe on Saturday. So we will be outside the whole time. Bring water and uh, your a slight snack for the break that we have or lunch, but. Yeah, it's not it's not a race. It's uh, learning. It's a big, a long, all day classroom situation. Learning, doing drills, how, you know, how to become better in your sport. Not necessarily doing the whole part of your sport, but the you know just little pieces of it.
0: Um, if they and if they somehow hear about this at 10 p.m. on Friday night, can they show up Saturday morning and register a yes. person?
1: Yep. Yeah, we also have race walking, also, which is you know we have two Olympics. Events and racewalking. So I have two of the kids who went to Logan. They go to Berkeley. There's not so much racewalking in college, but they were national champions and all Americans multiple times. So there will also be some racewalking opportunities. If you want to learn racewalk. It's definitely another underdeveloped event in our country. uh, Even though they don't have it in the high school. But they are going to have flag football though. (laughs) <laughs> girls
0: playing football i don't know if you right I saw that yeah <laughs> um all right well um and again we uh, like i mentioned at the beginning of the show this is the first of two uh so you're gonna have another one on march 18th
1: yeah so yeah there'll be different uh, different olympians coming to that one like uh, stephanie brown trafton gold medalist in the discus uh, i'm trying to get fosbury dick fosbury for that one for the high jump. Kenny will be back and then the hurdle crew will be back and some, and grand miss grant, Michael Granville. Uh, so yeah, we'll try to get some other Olympians and we'll
0: cover some other events. Awesome. Well, we, uh, we really appreciate you joining us and, uh, we will, um, hopefully we, we can drive some, uh, some new track and field enthusiasts out to you this Friday and, or this Saturday. And, uh, and then again, on March 18th, yep. That's
1: what it's all about. Promoting the sport.
0: Sounds great. Thank coach. You. Thanks again. All right. That brings this episode of no one go to a close. We want to once again, thank coach Lee Webb for being our guest. No one go is currently available on anchor, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, and stitcher. If you can listen to us on any of those platforms, please rate and subscribe. We build No and Go using Anchor. Visit the show's home at Anchor.fm slash no KNOW Go pod. The site is the primary hub for our listener participation with this show. That's where you can leave us a voice message and suggest a topic or ask a specific question that you'd like an expert to answer. Don't want to jump right to a voice message? You can also email me at editor. At SportStarsMag.com or tweet us at, at SportStarsMag or SportStarsPods. Please be sure to follow both accounts for all of our latest guests' announcements and updates. Each of our episodes also get their own dedicated page on SportStars Magazine's web home, SportStarsMag.com. You can stream the episode there or find links to the various other platforms. We will also include the registration link for the Learn by Doing mini clinic and a list of attending Olympians on that page for this episode. Our cover art was designed by myself using a photo taken by James K. Leash. Our theme music was produced by Dustin Phillips. He performs in multiple Northern California bands. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to be back soon with another episode.